You're listening to Conversations with Cal, the official podcast of the Sydney Swans. Yeah, once again, welcome back to another episode, Conversations with Cal, brought to you by QBE Insurance, 34 years in partnership, the longest sporting partnership in Australian sports. Thanks very much for tuning in to uh, yet another podcast. I'm sure you're all getting sick of me every day, but I'm not going anywhere, so I'm hanging around. So um, our conversation today will involve two of uh, the... uh, Two of the greatest blokes you'll ever meet, actually. I've, uh, I've heard them described as uh, true gentlemen of the game. So uh, one is from Wagga Wagga, and he prides himself on his, on his country roots, and he's, he's having a giggle already. He, <laughs> he prides himself on his country roots and his heritage. The other from Ireland, and he's slowly becoming more Aussie by the day. So Harry Cunningham, Colin O'Riordan, thanks, boys, for coming on the show. Colin, this is actually your second, uh, this is your second time on, and Harry, you're, you're a debutante. Thanks for having me, big fella. Thanks, Chief. I feel I feel honoured that um, you asked me back for a second time as well. Well, mate, yeah, we're running quite low on content, mate, so I'll take it <laughs> if I can get. Can I got the phone call? No, can I? I've been trying to get you on for a while, mate, and I reckon you were pretty harsh on me last year. I tried to, I did ask the question to you a couple of times, and the club did ask you, and you, and you uh, gave me a pretty harsh return serve, saying no thanks. I disagree with that, but for the contents of the show, I'll let you go along with it, mate. Oh. <laughs> anyway, well, boys, the isolation stuff, we always kick off with how everyone's coping. Um, as you boys would know, I'm having meltdowns daily. I've started talking to the walls, and right now the walls are talking back, so... Um, <laughs> There's a fair bit of stuff going on, um, but anyway, from your end, Harry, mate, have you you've, have you fled to Wagga Wagga or have you hung around in Sydney? Nah, mate, I, uh, I've hung around Sydney. My partner, Joss, is, uh, she's a speech pathologist, so she's uh, still working, which is a, a good thing. So um, I've hung around in Sydney, mate, turned my balcony into a bit of a gym and uh, trying to get a bit of uni done at the same time, mate. But, um, yeah, similar to you, it does get to you at times. But I will say there is one bloke I thought the walls would talk back to would be you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're talking about you, mate, behind your back. So. <laughs> Mate, I have. Uh, we, we did FaceTime actually the other day, and I did see in the uh, in the background your, your your little gym set up. You got some astroturf that you've bought there, mate. I reckon you should be handing out memberships soon. You, you, you've got a real uh, fitness first going on there. Yeah, I do, mate. I uh, I was actually pretty happy with myself, and I actually don't see myself as a handyman too often, especially when I have got a couple of brothers who are tradies, so they're a bit better than I am. But to be able to turn the balcony into a gym, mate, it's worked well. I don't know how membership would go considering I live all out in Whoop Whoop. That's my only issue at the moment, mate. So um, if I can get people down this way, I'm sure I'd be happy to let them in. Well, mate, the only marketing strategy you'll need is just show your abs and I reckon they'll uh, they'll be they'll be lining up 1.5 metres apart. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> We had a good chat with uh, with you, Cole, the other week, mate, uh, when all this COVID stuff went down and... And uh, mate, you were you were weighing up your options of whether or not to to hang around in Sydney or kind of take the um, take the last flight out to Ireland before the before the airport border shuts and all those sort of things. But mate, uh, mate, how are you feeling now, mate? And uh, how are you coping um, being in Sydney? Yeah, all good, all good, Chief. Um, yeah, I, I just, obviously I decided to to stay put in in Sydney and borders closed and all that, so it was pretty hard to get a flight home and. Probably the biggest concern was me about whether or not we get back in. So um, I didn't want I didn't want the season to start and uh, back on whenever it hopes to be back on June first weekend of June and be stuck in Ireland and can't get back in. So um, yeah, I decided to stay put. Similar to Has, um, 
made a little gym. Probably don't have the same uh, same size of an apartment as has. So I'm kind of all the abs. Bedroom, I'm, I'm bedroom <laughs> slash gym. So uh, the bed the bed is the bed is pushed aside for about ten minutes, twenty minutes a day, and then uh, becomes a little gym. So um, yeah, that's probably just from not being in the game long enough. Has can probably get the bigger bigger apartment. <laughs> well, I've seen his pad down in uh, in Wagga Wagga, mate. So it's a very nice little uh, nice little property there. But mate, uh, mate, how are you? Who are you? Be spending a fair bit of your time with uh, with Cole. I have seen social media photos of you and Big Alia, you know, pumping out the bicep weights in the backyard. There, who's uh, who have been your partners in crime? Barry O'Connor. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, uh, Lear, nah, Lear, we're going well. Alia was going well until he fled to Canberra. Um, and he? Kind of left, he kind of left us high and dry there, so uh, it's probably just been me and the other, the other Irish boy Baz, and uh, two of us have been have been knocking around a bit. Um, I'm lucky enough; I live with live with an Irish boy as well, so I don't deviate far from the Irish, to be honest. <laughs> well, mate, speaking of the Irish, what is the state uh, the state of the Irish community back there, mate? I'm sure you're in regular contact with the with the family and friends back there, and, and your beautiful partner is is also in. Um, over that part of the world, what is uh, what's going on there compared to Australia? Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's, obviously, you said I've, I've always chat to Louise and chat to the family every day, and um, they're a bit they're a bit different. Their circumstances to us, they they can't believe that we have so little cases, and I think what they can't just believe we're still allowed outside the house to exercise whenever we want, stuff like that. Um, so we're getting a pretty different experience than what they're getting. Um, they're pretty much full lockdown with uh, one 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 bout of exercise a day, where we're kind of you know we, we can exercise whenever we want as long as you're exercising. So it's a it's a bit different experience. And uh, but yeah, it's they're they're all good, all fine. And uh, but the country again is they they were probably very proactive and everything and uh, uh, lockdown a lot quicker than a lot of other countries. So they seem to be on top of it, which is a good thing. How do you reckon the Irish would go, Harry, uh, shutting down all the pubs and no access to the Guinness? Oh, geez, I reckon they would have struggled early days. Uh, from <laughs> speaking to Colin, it sounds like they're not allowed to go too far away from their from their house when they do get out and exercise. So I reckon the only exercise they did pre that was walking to and from the pub. <laughs> so I don't know how they're going at the moment. But well, you, can, like well. you, can imagine, you can imagine when the, when the memo came from the government that a week before St. Paddy's Day, the pubs are closed. <laughs> that's a recession if i've ever seen it <laughs> <laughs> our pub industry is the biggest industry <laughs> well lads there's a fair bit of time on our hands and um particularly as an afl footballer you do get some uh some spare time on your hands anyway but boys i reckon a good topic for us is um is our netflix binge series that we're all watching at the moment i uh i do see uh colin we had a text long not long ago, I think you said you've actually clocked Netflix. So I thought we'd, uh, we'd talk about our favourite shows and, and what we're up to. I've seen Tiger King. Have you boys seen it? Yep. Yep, I've seen it. Yep. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's pretty nuts, hey. I, uh, I sat down and watched it probably uh, within the first week or two uh, that we were in isolation. And, uh, it's fair to say Joe Exotic. And uh, everyone, to be fair, in our series is uh, a different cat, to say the least. <laughs> Cats and kittens. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, this one's for you, Cole. Who do you reckon, out of the boys at the footy club, if uh, the rumours are they're actually turning Joe, uh, not Joe Exotic, I'm sorry, Tiger King into a movie, who at the club do you reckon would, would, would play Joe Exotic? 
I've got a couple of ideas in my head. Harry, I'll ask you after. Joe Exotic. I, th- yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is Justin McInerney. Why? Just similar, <laughs> similar characteristics in there. His bubbly, bubbly personality. Associate it's what? Associopath. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he won't. He won't like me for that. But no, nah, um, oh, there's a few boys who fit who uh, fit into the category. Um, yeah, he's the one that he's the one that springs to mind. But I don't know. Who you think has? Yeah, I think I'd have to throw the big fella chief Sinclair under the bus here. I just think uh, you have different views on the world, and you see the world outside the box, unlike other players. So. I reckon you'd have to be uh, the main character in that, mate. I think, I think, Chief, you're a bit of a. Is it? What's is this? Jeff, isn't it? That's his name. Jeff Lowe. Yeah. I, I a con artist. Jeff, a Jeff, Jeff. who? <laughs> There's a bit in this, I reckon, boys. I reckon. <laughs> mate, it's a backhanded compliment. I think you think outside the box, which can be a good thing at times. As Chad Wellingham once told me, the box doesn't exist. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you do say that I, that, that I could play the role of Joe Exotic is because, my, believe it or not, lads, my mother is uh, – her name is Carol, right? <laughs> my mother's name is Carol, and I'm telling you right now, you wouldn't believe what her, uh, what her favourite fashion items are. Oh, I can only take one guess if we're heading down this path. Tiger and leopard print. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you wouldn't believe it. She's got like patterns of uh, of leopard print and tiger pictures everywhere. So I've been walking around the house whenever um, something happens here in Melbourne. I'm going, freaking Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually see you dressed up in some sort of leopard skin doing yoga or bar eight. Um, at home as well, mate. <laughs> well, I will do a scoma. What the hell is bar I still don't know what bar is. Uh, I looked it up when scoma uh, brought it out, and yeah, it's something along the lines of yoga, mate. So yeah. I think you'd be good at it. <laughs> well, I'll give you, I'll give you another question. Did Carol Baskin uh, feed her ex-husband to the Tigers? Yeah, <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, I reckon she did. She seemed pretty. She seemed pretty uh, keen or knowledgeable about the fact that he only had deodorant on his shoe when they uh, claimed that they were trying to kill him. <laughs> I think one she of was my pretty clear. She was pretty clear that you're meant to put some oil on the shoe if you're meant to kill someone. <laughs> one of my favourite scenes from the movie is when um, it's when that um, uh, the person gets their their arm their arm bitten off and they're back at work like the next day. Yeah. Or like yeah, so the arm gets the arm gets taken off, and then he he literally goes inside, and the first thing that he said that Joe Exotic says to himself is, "I'm never going to recover from this financially." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always thinking about money, wasn't he? Oh mate, he's a pig. But um, but boys, I uh, n- another binge series where we had a bit of a suggestion for you, Cole, Harry, me, well, not just Harry, but myself, uh, Harry and myself are very very dirty at the fact that you haven't actually watched Entourage. No, I've, I've never seen it. And who, who's the guy? I'm, I'm going to sound bad here. What's the guy's name? You were telling me about something gold. Harry, over to you. Yeah, mate. Ari Gold. Yeah, yeah Ari I, Gold, what? mate. The best, best ever character slash actor, mate. He is the absolute man. That is genius. Absolutely, my favorite TV uh, series for sure. Yeah. So uh, we obviously we we had a bit of a group text there about the podcast, and you were asking me about. Andre, and then you mentioned Ari Gold, and I actually had to Google, I had to Google to see, <laughs> firstly to see what Ari Gold was. I'll tell you what, the first thing that would have come up with a few of the greatest quotes that had ever come out of any sort of TV series, he is 
the absolute man, man. Like you literally giggle from start to finish when he's on the TV screen. Mate, right, I, have to, I have to have a look. Absolute genius. Every single line is an absolute comedy, and I reckon you'd agree, Harry. If if we could get uh, Jeremy Piven, who actually plays Ari Gold, on the podcast, I would not interview Jeremy Piven. I would interview Ari Gold. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you reckon he gets asked that as well? Well, that was actually a business idea that I came up with the other day. Is to <laughs> anyway <laughs> to interview like characters from movies, but anyway, that's just uh, anyway. Well, Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol, Carol Baskin. Um, another suggestion for you, for you both. Actually, I've actually just been introduced with on ABC iView. Um, uh, the capture. Capture. Yeah, so it's a very, very good. Uh, Colin, Colin, very, very up your alley, mate. So it's a British crime, British crime show. Uh, What it is about? It's about um, video manipulation of CCTV footage in London. So they um, they basically uh, frame the government frames um, a person for a crime that he didn't commit through editing and, and videography kind of work. And it's all about trying to like get him free and stuff like that, and has to try and prove the government wrong and yada yada yada. And the government are all in on it. Cole, right up your alley. And uh, another one, which I so think that's, so that's that one covered. Sorry. We don't need to. We don't need to watch that. <laughs> Any anything in that, mate? Any truth to that sort of series? You reckon? Any uh, well, mate, series behind it? Mate, my uh, my partner was, was was watching it with me, and she the entire time through the uh, through the series, she was quoting saying, "This stuff definitely happens. It a hundred percent happens." I honestly think it does. I reckon it was a bit of a dig at the system, as we call it, Harry. Um, it's a bit of a dig at the, <laughs> the system. system. Is out to get us, uh, the government and the system are out to get us, mate. So it was a bit of a dig at them, saying, "Just beware, this stuff happens. That the technology we've got at the moment is amazing." and just play your cards pretty. Uh, play your cards close to your chest because the government they'll they'll take you on and they'll lock you up and throw out the key. What do what do you what do you think about the whole thing with uh, coronavirus and um, the people the fact people are going to be monitored now to find out where they are and uh, what am I trying to say? Um, yeah, the government is going to have insight into your location all the time, so they can so they're saying they can stop the spread of it. Well, mate, what, so there's nowhere to hide like a footy field and a GPS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rob Spurs. Um, well, mate, my my theory is is that they already do that anyway. I reckon our phones have got that much, you know, technology in it, and there's so many things going on with uh, locational services and whatnot. Like, I reckon they know where you are anyway. So, I think if you've got nothing, yeah. to, I think if you're doing the right thing and so you've got nothing to hide, so it's turned in. No, you you talk, Harry. Conspiracy theory, cow. <laughs> it's been, <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think this new equipment's got enough battery life, mate. <laughs> no, but the answer to that, Cole, I, I, I reckon that they already do it. I don't know what you think, Harry. No, I agree with you, mate. There's, uh, I think the prime example is that is you can Google something or you can say something to the person sitting next to you. And uh, for example, I went to buy. I spoke about buying a massage gun probably about a month ago. And uh, you wouldn't believe it, advertisements for massage guns within five minutes popped up on my Facebook and Instagram yeah. feed. So, I don't know, you tell me, something's going on, mate. It's funny, like, I reckon that's, now I'm more aware of that stuff. I'm noticing it heaps on my um, social media feeds, particularly in any internet website I get up. There's always that ad of something I've spoken about. And I was very naive for a while thinking it was a coincidence, but, um, <laughs> but no, they are. Uh, Maybe the wall. Maybe the walls are talking to us, Harry. <laughs> oh, Facebook is thinking the same as me. <laughs> um, 
one last series, boys. I actually just got introduced to this today. Uh, is the Kardashians of all things? I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I, I am enjoying it. It is very, 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 very funny. Uh, I'm, I'm no, going to give. I'm going to give you a no comment on that one, Chief. No, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like this we said, mate. Be, this might be that countryside coming out of me. I might have to be six feet under to, to watch that series, mate. I tell you what, we've seen some epic Swans moments over the years. How about Isaac's mark of the year in 2018? Or Nick Davis' goal in an 05 semi-final against Geelong? Or who could forget Kappa's 10-goal game in 86? As our partner for over 34 years, QBE Insurance has been part of countless big moments, and so have you. That's why QBE is giving you the chance to create and share your QBE Swan story. Visit qbeswanstory.com.au and complete a short quiz to receive a personalised video featuring some of those big moments and more. Jump onto qbeswanstory.com.au today. For those out there that me and Harry always like to have a little bit of friendly banter, a little bit of a debate, um, we argue from time to time about the about the, uh, Harry's obviously a, a born and bred country boy. I'm a city slicker, you know. Harry's been categorised as someone as you know he, he he loves his beer in the sheds after the game and things like that. I'm I'm more about my uh, my my strong latte and my banana bread and and, I, and I'll pay and I'll pay twenty five bucks for that. So. So Harry, I'm putting it over to you, mate. I'm I'm willing to learn. I'm, I'd like to know what I can do to become more country, and um, is there anything that I could work on um, to become more of a country lad? I did send you a photo of myself. Um, I was on the tools the other day, so I am trying yeah, pretty hard. I'm trying to impress you. Yeah. Can you can you give um, us any advice? Yeah, you can start by taking that soccer mum outfit that you've got on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take this shirt off. <laughs> I know you got it for free from Asians, but you, you look like a soccer mum who's just picked up that strong latte and gone for a <laughs> <around> the park. <laughs> uh, all right, noted, 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 noted. Um, um, yeah, and then, yeah, just stick to the tools, mate. I don't know, hang around the, uh, the corner of the number 27 to 30. You've got, um, who's there? You've got Louis Taylor, George Hewitt. Uh, sorry, from 28 to 30, Louis Taylor, George Hewitt and Tommy McCartan. I reckon if you hang around that corner long enough, you'll turn country and get that accent. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, mate, oh, oh, Cole, can you, can you weigh in on this, mate? You're, you, you are a city slicker, mate, but can I, can, can I get any support from you? Oh, Chief, oh, I, uh, oh, first of all, I'm, I'm having a look at that picture behind you as well, and you wouldn't find that in many country homes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for those of you, we're lucky it's a podcast, mate. <laughs> uh, mate, Harry, now I thought I can help you become more of a city slicker, mate. I thought I, I, I can also help you as well. So what I want to do is now we're going in – now we, ha- we are we – are, there's obviously a big economic hit to us all. Um, there's, uh, there's things going on left, right and centre. So we all need to be a little bit economical, a bit more um, – explain, have a bit more strategy around how we spend our money. I want to see you rock up to the club in a Vespa. Tell me what that is. Uh, a, a, a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> not the, yeah. not not the actually. I'll ref, not the Jeremy Laidler scooter where it's the the motorbike kind of one. The one that's more of a park one, and you stand up on it. Like a, it goes about twenty five k an hour. <laughs> like the ones that are in Europe. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, right. I'll have to look look into it, mate. But I probably wouldn't have anything along those lines. I've got more of a uh, a razor one legged push sort of scooter back home that you do some tricks on, but. 
Mate, if it helps you, if it makes you happy, I'll look into it and see what I can do. No worries, mate. And we do love our country boys in the podcast, so thanks for coming on, mate. Now, Harry, we're going to reverse this, mate, because I think uh, Colin's been a little bit filthy at us for some time now. Now, I reckon, Cole, you've caught the most flack out of anybody at the club um, about your heritage and your background for a fair bit now. And, and now I think about it, I reckon it, it, it's gone a little bit too far and a little bit too, it's a little bit too much. <coughs> Yeah, well, first question is, does that bother you and are you dirty on us? Nah, nah. You can't, if, 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 you, if you can't live your life and have a bit of fun or, uh, as we say, a bit of crack, you're at nothing. <laughs> a bit of crack. <laughs> I mean crack in, uh, crack in the Irish sense as well. I like, hope so. Not what you Aussie boys call it. <laughs> Uh, if you can't laugh yourself and have yeah, and have the crack with each other and laugh about yourself, where are you at? I do remember. Go on, Harry. Who do you think is number one for that, Colin, to, to get into you? I've got my sources who I think are number one who, who rip into you in this sense. Yeah, but who do you feel is that? Yeah, it's probably there's probably two, Harry, and maybe three if you're including yourself. But um, No, I didn't. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I probably would. But uh, I'd go as far as say Jordan Dawson. So your sidekick, yep. No, 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 Dawson. No, <laughs> Chief, for for everyone that doesn't know, Harry and Harry and Dawson are a bit of a sidekick. So they're kind of like a, they go, they're they're real nice one on one, but then they get together and it's like, oh, bang, you know, they hit you from <laughs> hit you from every end. Yeah, right, right. So well, that's the country. But one on one, one on one, they're like one on one nicest guys you'll ever meet. But then get together and it's as if they're a different person. So that can be a bit hard. I can't stand blokes like that, and 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 it's it's predominantly country boys because Dawson's a country boy too. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Callum Mills isn't there. Callum Mills isn't. Yeah, he's isn't, uh, not country. Yeah, he's not country, and he's he does it a bit as well. So his breath's from the country. There could be a trio there, but uh, yeah, it'd probably be Dawson has and. He'd probably understand me saying it as well. Yeah, do you want to, no, I completely agree. But do you want to know why I think that that is, Cole? Why is that? Chief? Because country boys, you know, because they don't experience a lot of people around them all the time and they're very, very one-on-one. So when they get around big groups of people, they get a bit uncomfortable. They, they start shooting from the hip and they just don't really know uh, know how to conduct themselves properly. But enough about me and Harry's uh, issues, but we'll back to you. So, mate, similar question, <laughs> similar question to Harry. I want to ask you... Is there anything that annoys you about Australia or does the, the, the Irish do something better than us? Is there anything we can do to become more Irish to help you uh, feel a bit more settled, uh, set, settled here in Australia? Oh, how, how long is the podcast? Uh, mate, <laughs> I, mate I, uh, like I said, mate, the walls can wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Now there, I have I have a few things. There's a few little things that I was I'm thinking of, and oh, here we they're go. not they're not they're not major, but I, I think I think you will agree with me on a few of them, and they're not they're not that bad, but they're all right. So the first one would be first and foremost, the chocolate in Australia is shocking compared to Ireland and Europe. Cabri Cabri, it's all under the one brand of Cabri, but Cabri in Ireland and Cabri in Europe is a lot better than Cabri in Australia. It's the same, Colin. It's not the same. You have to look at the back of the package, and if it says manufactured in UK and Ireland, you get that one. But if it says manufactured in Australia, you don't buy that one. It's another system, mate. They're all the same. I know. No, I, I, I don't agree. And whether it loses its taste on the flight, the ingredients on the flights over or what, I don't know. But um, that's one of my pet hates. Is there anything else, Carl? 
Yeah, I had one other one was just driving in general in Ireland, like you, the, the distance in the country, and it, you can't really change it because Australia is the size it is. But I guess the one thing from home, you can drive from east to west in probably an hour and a half, two hours, whereas here it's uh, it's mainly a it's a flight from everywhere. So you can't just get in the car and say, oh, I'll go to the west and, and see what see what's happening over there. It's just, um, yeah, well, we- an ordeal here. We can't control that, Cole. That's geography. <laughs> so. Right, right. That's, that's a fair point. So I'll give you one last one. It's, and you, you both definitely will agree with me here. The ads on TV every two seconds during a movie. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. A 100-minute movie yeah. turns into a 150, 200-minute movie. No, I'll pay that one. There's, uh, particularly in the Kardashians that we're watching at the moment, it's very, very frustrating. <laughs> but, um, but boys... Cole, we'll work on this. Harry, I'll keep working on uh, the country stuff. I hope you keep working on the city slicker strategies and, and those sort of things. But we might just move on to our to our second topic. Now, boys, we've done a fair few end-of-season trips together. There's a lot of guys that have headed to the, to the US. We all know Colin heads back to Ireland and spends a fair bit of time in Europe. Um, you were also in Germany, uh, Harry. You did a, a stint at Oktoberfest last year. Blokes have been to Canada. Uh, there was a famous footy trip that we went on in Queenstown, which I don't think we'll have a chat about today. Uh, I know Harry was keen to have a chat about it, but he can, um, he can maybe chat about that off air. Unbelievable trip. Fantastic. Um, but there was more of a, of a pre-season trip that I'd love to talk to you two about because us three love having a chat about this trip. It wasn't too far from Sydney. It was in Holsworthy, the barracks. It was only about 45 minutes out of town. But Harry, let's have a chat. Oh, one of the great pre-season trips I've ever done, mate. I, uh, as, as hard as it can be or hard as everyone says it was, I actually found myself laughing more often than not. Just that, I don't know, just the ridiculous things, one, we had to do and then the things that uh, the leaders at the Army Barracks would say or um, anything along those lines or the way that the players reacted to what they said, mate. Uh, I was literally laughing the whole time. Now, Cole, you're an intense character, mate, and, and, and that, that's the way you uh, you play a footy, and, and you much love for it. But I reckon you thought you were at war, mate. I reckon you, I reckon you really <laughs> relished the opportunity. No, no, I agree. Yeah, at the time it was a bit intense, but has a no has has a spot on. The, the funny, the laughing we did at that army barracks was just oh, second to none. Looking back, I think the big oh one 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 thing I'm going to say, one little story for you was. The one that, you remember when we all, so we all had to get notepads, all the, well, sorry, all the captains had to get notepads and the leaders, and one one of the leaders didn't didn't pick up the notepad, and they yeah. asked, one of the, one of the sergeants asked, oh, whose notepad is it, and everyone, everyone, everyone picked up the notepad, and Luke Parker goes up like a little, like a kid after getting in trouble. And puts his hand up and walks up and goes, oh, I think it was mine. <laughs> That's right, it is. <laughs> Tell you what, there was a, there's some, we've got some pretty tough in and out. Some pretty tough in and under footballers at our club, but I tell you what, there are a few boys that you saw the little baby come out, and it was brilliant, including myself, including myself. So, oh, everyone! Oh, yeah. mate, the fact that we uh, slept in a hangar on a stretcher with no pillow or blanket, uh, or and no one slept, to be honest, but just little things like that. Tommy McCart was my best on trip by far. That trip, uh, <laughs> I think he lost his brain. 
three hours into that trip and uh, didn't know how to use it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, a few things, particularly on your point around the uh, the uh, sleeping situation, we had, um, I remember we walked past the uh, the coaches area and they had a sleep as well, pillows, dunas, it was, um, it, was like a, it, it, it was like the four seasons for them, I couldn't believe it. And, um, and sipping lattes while we're running laps and oh. uh, r- running with these fake guns doing push-ups yeah. and squats. I yeah. couldn't believe that. That coffee cart rocked up and they're, <laughs> they're just sitting there going, yeah, extra strong latte and a muffin, thanks. And I'm like, far out. What do I do for one of them? Here's a few, here's a few nuts, boys. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I reckon when you first lost the plot that trip, I reckon. Yeah, that, 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 that was uh, Meltdown 1. And uh, <laughs> anyway... But um, I think another another good one was um, we, we could go to the bathroom at night, and uh, I do I don't know if you boys remember this, but we were walking in the bathroom, and uh, you know we're all you know, sweaty and we're going to stay in our gear, blah blah. Jake Lloyd just sitting there having a shower, soaping himself up, just you know <laughs> freshening himself up. I couldn't believe it. I do remember that. Oh, um, that was actually a trip for the ages. Mate. It was quite funny. What about the other one? Was the other one was the sunglasses? We. The great rockman Michael Knoll. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we all had to buy the sunglasses and Nolsey came out with the big green aluminous sunglasses. I think he got those from Stereo Sonic that are a giveaway. <laughs> oh. um, uh, enough about the funny stuff there, boys, but in all seriousness, it was bloody tough. Is there a specific challenge that that really stood out to you how hard it was. I reckon my one was, uh, wasn't an actual challenge itself. It was a particular moment in a challenge. We'd, we were pumping up the rafts, if you remember that. So we're doing a, a bit of a water afternoon. So everything was in the water. And we're pumping up the rafts. And I think someone made a mistake and they just said, all right, boys, um, you have to sprint one lap. And it was like a 600-meter lap, um, which doesn't seem like too far. But after about f- probably four or five hours of just constant movement and constant, exa- constant exhaustion, that 600 meter sprint, like I remember getting back from that, and I was just absolutely on all fours. <laughs> carry, carry around that fun gun as well. Mm, anyway, uh, any challenges yeah. for you, Cole? What you found tough? Uh, yeah, the sand. I think the biggest one was the sandbag one for me. So we all we all have our uh, our hand suits on or whatever they're called, and our smogs or smocks. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, so we all had to build a, the king's chair because there was a king coming to town. So we had to build a, build a king's chair with sandbags. And then um, we had the chair built. And all of a sudden, they just said, oh, the king can't come anymore. Put the sandbags back. And that was the, the task. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> irrelevantly pointless. <laughs> what about you, H? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably stick with the water one. I'm a bit, of a, a bit of a rock. I sink. I can't swim. So anything to do in the water when it, in terms of swimming, uh, I'm no good at so. Um, in my group, I had Aaliyah and uh, young Brady Rolls at one end, and they both had floaties on because they're not the greatest swimmers. And you had to swim backwards 25 metres, and we had the best swimmer at the club, Sam Reed, at the other end. So you can imagine how quickly that line just went from Reedy 20 metres in front to Aaliyah, myself, and Brady at the other end dragging along. So um, even treading water in the full kit we had on as well, mate. But um. Yeah, it's all good fun. I think I think Alir was hallucinating a bit as well. I think he was seeing sharks. He did pull out of that one pretty early, actually. He had cramps. What about blokes? So, last couple of questions on this one. Uh, blokes, who you would go into battle with from that? Who 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 was a real standout for you? Uh, 
Uh, I don't think he was there, but I'd have to pick Georgie Hewitt, mate. He's just Mr. Fixer, gets everything done, doesn't, never whinges, never hear George whinge. So I'd have to say Georgie Hewitt for me. Carl? Yeah, probably without without pumping up your tyres, has it'd probably be you. Um, just got, got it done and um, yeah, just enjoyed it. And yeah. no one else. What about you, Big Phil? Uh, oh, who 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 did I who did I enjoy being in a team with? Was was I in one of your teams? I was in I was in your team, Cole, wasn't I? I was team feathers, mate. Now, uh, no, I was with Lewis Melikin, and I reckon Pell did a terrific job. A very, very rational bloke, good sense of humour, um, kept calm. And, you know, I'm, I'm a calm guy. I like to keep things calm. And, and, and Lewis and Millsy got a little bit, you know, he popped up. I'm like, calm down, Millsy. But Pell, Pell was my one. But I'll tell you who may struggle, Lance Franklin. <laughs> I reckon he'd be one of the... I'd actually pay to go and see Lance do that for 24 hours. That'd be <laughs> one of the funniest things to see. And just his reaction to the sergeants um, and the way they spoke, I reckon it'd be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I reckon they'd ask for an autograph. <laughs> Another question just to finish is, if you could pick one past player um, to pick in your – just so the listeners know, there was – Five teams of about you know eight, uh, seven or eight, so we all got split up for the for the twenty four hours. But if you could pick one past player uh, to be in the squad, who would it be and why? I'll kick us off while you think. My one would be Tony Lockett. Um, either though, you know, he might struggle in a few of the challenges and things like that, but I reckon he would uh, probably be the only bloke that if the army guys if, it, if spoke to him in a way that he didn't like, I reckon he'd, he'd give him a real clip back. I reckon. <laughs> I don't think anyone would speak to him uh, in that way, the way we were spoken to. Um, you'll like this one. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say Paul Kelly, the boy from Wagga Wagga. Oh. From Wagga Wagga. <laughs> uh, just, mate, if you ever look at him, he's, he's probably, uh, what, in his 40s, close to 50, and still in ripping Nick. Um, when he was playing, he was an absolute brick wall um, and tough as nails. So um, I'd have to go with Kelly. I'd, I, I'd, I'd probably go for the big fella horse <laughs> just to see the reactions. <laughs> I reckon the calves, the calves would get twice as big um, if that's yeah, possible. I reckon, I reckon we could put it, we could put a GoPro or a video on horse, and I reckon that could be comical. And he couldn't bring his doona on his pillow like he did, like he did. <laughs> Oh, lads, thanks very much, boys, for uh, for coming on the show. We'll end on that note. It was absolutely ripping to to catch up, lads. We haven't actually been in – well, we've actually spoken a fair bit, boys, over the last month, but I'm um, looking forward to getting back on the track uh, with you both and having a run around and a kick and sharing a, sharing a beer with Harry, you know. And uh, <laughs> But, uh, boys, we like to finish every podcast with just a bit of a message of posit- positivity to all the listeners, a um, bit of advice um, on – how to get through this tough time. Over to you, Cole. No, I just, Chief, I think you've, you've summed it up there. Stay positive and listen to the advice and just just have something each day to smile about because at the end of the day, life life isn't that bad. We, we could be a lot worse off, so stay positive and uh, keep listening to the advice and, and we'll get through it. Harry Cunningham. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll echo Cole's points there, mate. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy, uh, abiding by the guidelines the government are putting out. But uh, just a bit of, to practice some gratitude and uh, just to remember we're still um, in a really good position here and we'll get through it together. But, um, yeah, still be grateful to be able to wake up each day and, um, and be here. Thanks again, lads, for, for coming on the show. Greatly appreciate it, particularly it is a public holiday as well. I'm sure you've all – well, you're actually not busy at all, so I, I'm not going to thank you back. So. What's, what's, the, what's the rate for public holidays, Chief? What was that? Is it double the rate? Do you get double the rate, double the time for public holidays? We're all volunteers now, Cole, so <laughs> we're, all doing, we're all doing it for the love of the game. But, uh, but, boys, once again, on a serious note, thank you very much. You're listening to Conversation with Cal, proudly brought to you by QBE Insurance. Thank you, Harry, and thank you, Colin. Thanks, Thanks for that.